Real quick, guys. So many of you guys know I was able to retire in 2021 at the ripe old age of 35 years old. And the reason I was able to do that wasn't because my micro gym was successful and profitable. It was, but it's that's not why. It was what I did with my profits. I purchased commercial real estate back in 2016. And in 2021, I was able to walk away now earning more money as a landlord collecting you know mailbox rent checks than I ever, ever could owning even the my best gym. Okay. And I want this for other owners because this really is the only play to true wealth and retirement in the fitness industry as I see it. So I created the gym real estate company. I went and got my broker's license and I am now formulating a team of brokers across the country to help gym owners lease and buy buildings. If you or anyone you know wants to work with someone who understands the fitness industry and can help you with real estate, not simply from a typical broker, you know, oh, doing some showings, passing along a few listings, but they actually can help you figure out your operational capacity, the amount of revenue you can generate, negotiate sales prices, help you out with lending options and partners and getting you a building, even when you think you can't afford to buy one, then please go to Instagram, go to at Jim Real Estate. That's the Instagram handle. That's the only way you can get in touch with us. We have no other, we have no website, nothing like that. Go to Instagram, shoot me a DM. Let me know about your project, your real estate needs, and I'll get in contact with you. All right, on with the podcast. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. We're talking to Jim Real Estate Company today. If you found the perfect building in the right location, but it's too much building, there is a solution, okay? I had a client recently, uh, was working with a regular commercial real estate broker, nine month contract, over nine months, the broker and him were not able to find anything. And to be honest, the broker was doing a dog shit job because this individual is looking for 4,000 square feet of retail for his micro gym. Now, for a lot of brokers, 4,000 square feet, depending on what the rental rate is, it might be worth their time. Unfortunately, the firm that he went to, it wasn't worth their time. That was not an asset class that they specialize in they do bigger like bigger production or dis- distribution warehouses and things of that nature and uh his broker in my opinion didn't give him the time of day so his contract with that broker lapses i start working with him um and yes i can work with you if you're in a different state other than north carolina i'm licensed in north carolina the gym real estate company is licensed in north carolina but we work all across the u.s it just it's slightly different legalities and, and phrases and wordings and things like that. But beyond that, um, we still work with business owners in the fitness industry that need help with real estate. So, so anyway, I go to the client and I know he needs 4,000, right? And based on the rental mar- the, the market uh, rental, which is right around you know low 20s per square foot, we have calculators that uh, go ahead and they show how much money you are, how much you are able to afford. So based on that, we knew how much he could afford. We knew what rental rates were out of our price point and within our price point. And I found him a spot exactly where he knew he wanted to be. It was where he was looking, but it was 8,000 square feet. It was double what he needed. Now, the rental rate was $26 a square foot, okay? So if you're sticking with me on that, the rental rate, and this was, it was $24 base, and then there was triple net fees of upwards of two bucks. So $26 over 8,000 square feet, right? That comes out to $17,333 per month. This was well above what he could afford. He could though, hypothetically, I mean, if that building could be cut in half, 
he could definitely afford the 4,000 square feet because that would come out to about $8,666. I'm pretty sure I want to check, double check the math on that. Divided by 12. Yeah, it was 8,666 bucks. That he could afford. That was within his realm. It was under 25% of what he makes per month. That was a safe number for us. But what do we do? So we go to the landlord. I proposition the landlord about, hey, can you split it in half? And we make two different suites. The landlord didn't want to do that. So the landlord really wanted this deal to get done. So what I proposed was, hey, I just want a very open, tenant-friendly sublease contract in here that he is allowed to sublease for his rates, all that, like, and I want him to have full ability to sublease out half of the space. And the landlord was fine, which part of me was like, dude, this landlord's a fucking idiot. He could just, he could literally have added a door, uh, an exit, thrown up a fucking wall and created an additional suite and rented it out. But he didn't want to be bothered with it. Fuck it. it our win. This worked out great. So I'm pitching this to the gym owner and he's very nervous because he's like, dude, I do not want to be on the hook for 8,000 square feet and then this deal not work out or me not be able to find a subtenant. I said, don't worry. So what we did is I was able to negotiate a lengthy due diligence period where we put down some earnest money to hold that spot so the landlord didn't accept another offer. And during that time, we went to market and we went and found a subtenant for, I believe that we ended up taking 4,200 square feet. So it left like 3,800 square feet left over for a tenant. But we ended up finding a tenant uh, for I'm gonna talk about how and like the ins and outs in this in a second, but we ended up finding a tenant for the 3,800 square feet and we upcharged it. So, you know, my client is at 26 bucks a square foot. We went ahead and charged 27.75 all in, and we did a modified gross lease. And so, in revenue, right, that generates my client 8,000 about 8,800 dollars. So essentially, he's now completely, he's got this 8,000 square foot spot and the rent for that half of the building is covered. And in fact, he's making more money on it. He's making a little bit of a big on it because we're upcharging. That's going to go up by 3% every single year. And in fact, we worked it out. Um, we actually worked out because they wanted TI and so we weren't going to give them any TI. So as a subtenant, we went ahead and said, okay, we're going to go ahead and we're going to um, not give you any TI. We'll give you a stair-step lease, but then we had a, a higher escalation annually. So long-term, this is a five-year lease in which my client, who is the sub-landlord to this sub-tenant, will, will be making money on the lease. So there he is. He's bringing in you know, $8,900, whatever it is, $8,800 a month from his sub-tenant. He now pays his rent, and there's where he's got this 8,000 square foot spot, okay? Now, some of you are like, well, it doesn't seem like he was in that much better of a position. Like, he's still, it's not like he gets free. Well, of course, he doesn't get free rent. Like, we couldn't upcharge the subtenant that much. But think about it. The guy wanted to be in a very specific type of spot, a retail spot, in a very specific part of the town, and we were able to pull it off because we were able to make a subtenant scenario work, right? This is the difference between like a broker who literally just wants to cash their commission check and bounce versus the gym real estate company. Like 
obviously the business consulting side of fitness, I've got on wrap, and then this consulting side, allow those two to have a baby, and you've got a, you got a beautiful fucking baby. The broker he had originally was trying to sign him into this same space because the commission check would have been bigger, right? Brokers get paid based on um, the total uh, value of the lease over however many years the lease is. It, it doesn't matter if the gym stays in business or not. The gym could go out of business in a year and the broker would still get paid. That's why we've set the gym real estate company up the way we have because I think that's fucking bullshit. Um, anyway, so there's no incentive on the broker. Uh, that's fine. He didn't help the guy out, we did, and he's got a subtenant now. Now, here's a couple of things that like, for those of you that might be like, oh shit, I'm kind of in a similar scenario. Maybe if I find a, a larger building, I get sublease. Here's a couple of things to think of that I had to do on the back end. Uh, number one, had to go to the master broker for that complex and speak with them about making sure, hey, what uh, tenants in here have non-compete clauses? Like, is there a coffee shop in here that's made you sign an exclusivity clause, meaning you can't put another coffee shop? Because when we were searching for what kind of subtenant, we came up with a list of different businesses that would be suitable, ones that aren't you know, sound sensitive, uh, vibration sensitive, things like that. We had, you, know, you really gotta kind of make sure this works. You don't wanna put a coffee shop right next to a studio. Coming from a guy who did that in his own building, trust me, you don't want to do that. So, you know, there's certain, t- there's certain businesses that will work better in a sublease scenario. And then you have to go find them. So after you work out all the details with the, with the, like the master landlord, the master broker about this sublease, you work out the numbers, you know, uh, we get it advertised, you know, we've got to get some renderings in there, we talk with the architect, we, there's, it's a process. But you take it to market, and we were able to go ahead very organically. We didn't have to pay for any, you know, we didn't have to pay for any of this, like any marketing or any listings on LoopNet or any of that shit or any CoStar listings. We were able to simply go to what we determined was it was going to be like Cairo or physical therapist that have a functional fitness like angle to them. Not like an not like a an old school chiropractor who you know doesn't you know he thinks that functional fitness is what gets clients hurt. Not that kind of guy. So we looked around. There were 26 chiropractors, physical therapists type people uh, in the area. We narrowed it down to nine of them that definitely have an, inf- like they definitely are very pro functional fitness. You could tell by their social media, you know, workshops they hold, their post. Again, this is a lot of fucking grunt work and research. And, uh, and we just directly reached out. And out of the nine, one of them was actually coming up on a lease end, was looking to relocate, loved the area we were in, but he was never going to be able to afford because the, the retail spots were larger than what he needed. And 3,800 square feet was fucking perfect. So it might seem like, oh man, it's so, like you got really lucky. Yeah, luck is a part of everything, motherfucker. There was a lot of work that went into that. Like luck only shows up when you're busting your ass. But that's the kind of work, if you want like a Hail Mary to get caught, that's the kind of work you have to fucking do. And I know a lot of you guys that like, you look at a spot and I've, I've had conversations with you. Like, oh, I looked at that spot. It's fucking perfect, but it's 3,000 square feet too big. So I said, fuck it. Like, that's it? Like, you literally found a spot with the right kind of parking, the right kind of zoning, the right part of town. It's close to your house. It's close to all the up and coming shit. And it would be perfect, but you hit one obstacle and you couldn't come up with a way to overcome that? Well, the broker said I wouldn't. Yeah, fuck your broker right? Fuck your broker. Daddy's here. Okay. 
Daddy's here to help, okay? Fuck your broker. He doesn't give a shit about you creating a good business out of this. He only gives a shit about his commission check. And honestly, you're the lowest thing on the totem pole because he's probably dealing with much bigger fucking deals than a five-year, 4,000-square-foot lease. That's pissant money to him. So all this being said, hopefully the strategy that we deployed in this particular situation, maybe some of you guys can get creative with. If any of you guys are in commercial real estate situations and you, you don't you know, you don't want to be left to the mercy of like the guy your aunt referred you to or the member who has never done anything specific in the fitness industry, please shoot me a DM at Jim Real Estate Company or send me an email, Stu at jimrealestate.co, S-T-U at jimrealestate.co and let's chat. Working with us does not cost you anything. It costs your landlord something. And trust me, landlords have been very excited to work with us because we explained to them, hey, we're, we're going to be, you know, if, I, if it's in North Carolina, I'm doing broker services. If it's outside of North Carolina, I'm doing uh, real estate consulting services. The landlords are more than happy to pay the same amount of money they'd pay to a shithead broker because they know that I'm going to ensure that the business is in the best possible position to succeed because we're also going to be doing business consulting with them and business coaching. So anyway, guys, uh, hopefully podcast was helpful gives you guys some ideas that are in some commercial real estate situations but if you want help and it won't cost you a fucking thing holler at your boy hit me up and until i talk to you in the next podcast have a great fucking day